When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Finally, finally. Well, now you can stop moaning, can't you? Mate. Little uh, bitching little messages, little liking things, and I'll see you. Lethal busy. busy. Oh, where was the uh, IFL interview? Like, oh. Well, we're around, mate. We're already here. Uh, uh, uh. And then you, mate. Have you got little tech? Have you got the ump, mate? What's the matter? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but, mate, just got back from Texas with Canelo. When I got on, I got away. And you're now you're like hounding me. Can't a man have any rest? Well, you're up. You're wherever you are, making. I know your your work. This is work based. Wherever you are, because I spoke to a couple of people. Yeah, no, yeah, I've been. You, um, you've been in me. I've been everywhere. I've been around. Talking to people about a couple of big fights coming up and where we're going to stage them. So uh, I was supposed to go to the Luke Campbell fight the other night. Unfortunately, the crew got a uh, member of the crew got COVID, so I couldn't fly there. Um, and now stateside for meetings on the West Coast coming up this week. So don't worry, I'm still alive. I'm still in existence. I still love you. All right. Okay. Just like I don't want this to sound arrogant or anything, but. It's, it's difficult because when you get to a certain level, it's like when you outgrow things or people and your life takes just naturally drifts you away from them, it doesn't mean that you don't still have feelings for them. It just means that you can't give them the same kind of time when you had no one was interested in you or you didn't have any attention. Are you talking, so, are you talking about you and your wife? No, mate, I'm talking about me and IFL. Oh. So, yeah, so what I'm saying is, is despite the business gone global and I'm here, there and everywhere. I'm still sitting down with you now, you know, probably going to the airport soon, giving you the time to say, I, I still love you. I'm still here. Thanks for that. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Happy New Year. Edward. Um, let's just kind of recap from last weekend, Luke Campbell, Got us all on our feet in round two. Mm. Um, but it wasn't to be for Luke Campbell. I think Ryan Garcia kind of showed that he's uh, maybe a little bit more, in some people's opinion, than just an Instagram boxer, which was a ridiculous tag. But oh, yeah. uh, Ryan Garcia kind of showing he, he can mix it at that level as well. Yeah, you have to give Ryan Garcia a lot of credit because, you know, if you're going to give him stick and say he's not very good and he's an Instagram fighter and this and that, when he produces a great performance and, he, and, and an exciting performance, you have to then be able to give him the credit. You can't just say, oh, well, yeah, but he went down. Yeah, he's vulnerable. Yeah, he squares his feet up. Yeah, he does. You know, he won. So give him, give him the respect. And, you know, for Luke, you're right. Second round, you know, just jumped up and thought, fucking hell. And I just wanted him to stick it on him there and just try and get him out of there. That was his big chance in the fight to get him out of there. And Ryan recovered. 
Eddie Reynoso done a great job in the corner, calmed him down. He got back into the fight. And at the ending, it was a great body shot. You know, I said, Luke's gutted. But there's not a lot you can do about that, a shot like that. You know, you just, and again, you know, couldn't get up. Wanted to get up, but couldn't get up. And um, you have to give Brian Garcia the credit. As I said, it was a great performance. And now the path is set for him against Devin Haney. And we look forward to trying to make that fight. Devin Haney was in the crowd uh, with his dad, Bill. Ryan Garcia mentions Javante Davis when Devin Haney is probably a few feet away from him. Uh, I know you were quickly kind of on social media to say this fight will be ordered. But regardless of it being ordered, do you actually realistically see that fight happening in the next six months? Absolutely. Next. I mean, that's the fight. You know, and it, it, it baffles me a little bit because... That fight was a final eliminator. Sorry. That fight was a final eliminator for, for Devin Haney. So now the WBC are going to order that fight. We have the same broadcasters. We have the same network. You know, so, so often in boxing, great fights between young champions or just young stars of the division don't happen because the politics or he's with this network, he's with that platform. Now you've got a situation where you've got Ryan Garcia, who's a massive star in the sport, Devin Haney, who's a star, he's world champion. That fight's going to be ordered. We're all on the same network. We're all on the same platform. You know, I've spoken to Dizan. They want the fight. Of course they do. That's the, that's the fight to make next. So um, there was a few discussions before that fight, actually, with the zone and Golden Boy and Matchroom, and, and there hasn't been any since. But, you know, we just, we just want to make that fight. I think it fills up Staples Centre in April. Both kids can make a load of money. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant fight. And you, we talk about these four kings of the lightweight division, don't we? Tiafimo, Devin, Ryan, and Tank. And we can't just forget about Lomachenko as well, by the way, just because he's been beaten once. And James Tennyson. Yeah, you, yeah, your man. Yeah. And I think that people, I saw a, a tweet from ESPN, which didn't go down too well with the fans, which was, is this the new Hag Hagler, Leonard, Hearns, Duran? That era was only great because all those guys fought each other time and time again. So the only way we can make an era like that truly great is to let those guys fight each other. And it's very difficult to make big fights like that, but it's not difficult to make Haney Garcia. So for me, absolutely, that should be the next fight. And we'll be doing everything we can to try and make that fight. Look, if, if Ryan Garcia pulls out of the negotiations as a mandatory, he doesn't have to be mandatory for that fight. He can make the fight whenever he wants anyway. He's a star. But he did fight a final eliminator to fight Devin Haney. So we hope... He can now fight for that WBC title. Just a couple of quick talking points from the other day. Uh, obviously, Canelo was present uh, in Dallas. Looking very pro-matchroom was Mr. Canelo. With his dual mask with uh, his yeah, yeah. assuming and the, and the matchroom on the side. Um, I'm assuming that relationship's going well. Yeah, I mean, I just did another interview uh, a couple of minutes ago with, with my number one choice. And, um, <laughs> and who did you do an interview with before this? It's Akin Barak on Sirius F uh, oh, in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a, a design thing. Don't worry, kid. Yeah. And 
they said to me, how did that make you feel that he ordered this? And I said, fucking proud, to be honest with you. I mean, the fact that he is, and I saw the stuff about, oh, it was a, you know, like a publicity stunt. It wasn't a publicity stunt. He had one of those masks and he chose to wear it. And when someone who is as great as that deciding to support me, us, Matron, publicly, I felt really, really good, really good, proud. You know, and of course, there's no secret. Everybody right now is trying to work with Canelo Alvarez. And I think he enjoyed us working together for the Callum Smith fight. And I'm going to do everything I can to continue that relationship. And it was a nice show of, I don't know, faith, respect, whatever you want to call it, of him supporting us and wearing that. And, you know, I, I, I'm very... Sometimes you meet people in boxing. Canelo has so many similarities in mindset of boxing and, and his passion for boxing to AJ. They're just boxing nuts. I mean, he flew to that fight because he wanted to support Ryan Garcia. And if you look at him in the change room after, talking to Ryan, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they just, they live and love boxing. And Eddie Reynoso is a fantastic trainer. And if you watch the fight back with Campbell, his corner work, was so important. You know, he rattled him up, he riled him up when he was down, you know, when he might, his confidence might have been weak. And then the moment that he smelt that he had a chance to, to beat Campbell or hurt Campbell, he was on him, passionate in the corner. Walk him down, don't show him any respect, do this. And that, that they're very infectious people, you know? I love, I love working with people who have a passion, who love what they do. Because that, and that's how it's always been with AJ. We're all, we all share a common goal. We all want him to achieve what he set out to achieve. And we all love the sport and we all love to win. And working with winners and working with people that love what they do is really infectious and it makes you feel good. And I want to feel good. Do you want to feel good? I want to feel good. I want to feel good too. What's the situation regarding any potential two-fight deal with... Yildrim and then possibly Billy Joe Saunders. That was being talked about a week or so ago. What is that what would suit you to kind of tie in possibly a two-fight deal where you're working with Canelo where the Yildrim fight was out of the way and then hopefully we can get someone like Billy Joe Saunders to fight him in May? Yeah, I mean, I want to work with Canelo Alvarez with every fight, you know, but my number one priority is to make sure that we can give our fighters the opportunity to fight Canelo Alvarez. I mean, we did it with Rocky did it with Daniel Jacobs and did it with Callum Smith. And now I want to do it with Billy Joe Saunders. So uh, my plan for Canelo, yeah, as you said, is, is obviously the Yildirim mandatory and then fight Billy Joe Saunders. But, you know, he has multiple offers from multiple networks. He is the biggest star in US boxing, unrivaled. Um, the biggest star and, in world boxing? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that the job that we've done, the job that the commercial partners and sponsors have done with Anthony Joshua may mean that he is a bigger global star than Canelo Alvarez. Certainly in the US, Canelo is a huge, huge star, by far the biggest star. And part of what I want to do with Canelo is to expand that global profile. You know, I want him to fight in Guadalajara. I want him to fight in the UK. I'd like him to fight in Japan, in the Middle East. And that's a strategy that if I got the opportunity to work with him, 
that I'd be looking to to execute. Um, but you know, you, sometimes in these situations, you have so many different hats on. You know, you look at the the zone that are absolutely flying. You know, globally, but in the US particularly at the moment. You know, great couple of weeks. The numbers are back flying again, and you go into twenty twenty one and you say, okay, well, you know, we we should try and maintain that position with Canelo Alvarez. We should try and keep his fights on the zone, and that's that's part of my job as well. So, but it still comes down to the fact that I want to work with Canelo Alvarez. I want to work with Eddie Reynoso. I love their energy. I love their love for the sport of boxing, and I believe as big as he is, we're only touching the surface of how big a star Canelo Alvarez can be. And if they put their faith in me to to make that dream a reality globally. I think it would be a good decision. And if I get that opportunity, it would be an honour. And, and hopefully in the process, can secure the Billy Joe Saunders fight as well. What indication have you had from Eddie Reynoso or even Canelo himself that they are willing to take that Billy Joe Saunders fight in May? Oh, that, 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 there's no fight they wouldn't take. You know, they set themselves challenges all the time. It's another thing I love about them. You know, they moved up 168. They wanted to fight the Ring Magazine champion, the perceived best in the division in Callum Smith. They did that. Now they're looking at the other champions. Caleb Plant, Billy Joe Saunders. That's the fights they want. Um, they just they just seem to me like people that just want to keep creating history and fighting the best. And I think that's so good for the sport. And he's a tremendous fighter. You know, he's a, he's a clear pound for pound number one. And um, obviously any time, time you get a chance to, to work with the pound for pound number one as a business... But as a fan, it is quite. I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but it is an honour. What What next for Callum Smith? Just on the back of that, Edward. I think you're going to see Callum move up to 175 pounds. Um, you know, he's been at 168 for a long time. He didn't. He didn't struggle to make the weight. He's just. A, he's a huge 168. He always has been. But I think after a while, you know, you look at the opportunities there now. You know, he's not going to jump into a fight with Billy Joe Saunders, especially if Billy gets the Canelo fight. Um, I just think he needs to move to 175 and try and become a two-weight world champion. I mean, he's had an amazing career. He's had a great run. He's made a lot of money. But he's still got challenges that he wants to overcome. He's still got goals that he wants to achieve. And I would love to see him move up to what is an amazing 175 division. You know what I mean? Obviously, domestically, we've got Watsi and Yard and Arthur and um, Callum Johnson and an amazing win by Craig Richards as well. But beyond that, you know, you've got Bivol, you've got Betabiev, you've got Gilberto Ramirez, you've got Joe Smith. So many great fights. And, and that graduation from those domestic guys, you know, Callum Smith against Watsi, maybe for the world title in, in 12 months. But certainly Callum would look at those champions right now and say, that's what... I need to be working towards now is to try and become a two-weight world champion. Hey, just finishing off on that uh, night on Saturday with DAZN, a lot of people were, were making comments about the DAZN commentary. I'm sure you would have seen it. And what did you make of that DAZN commentary yourself? People saying um, that they were very pro-Garcia, etc. What did you make of that? I think they are very pro-Garcia. I mean, I had a little bit of a... I think Chris Mannix is an outstanding broadcaster, to be honest with you. Um, but I had a few, you know, certainly didn't have an argument, but I didn't 
I mean, he said that Ryan Garcia was the most important fighter of the century. And, you know, I went back to the fact of the Devin Haney situation. Like, this is a final eliminator. We, we should be pushing this fight. Does Zone want this fight? It's a tremendous fight. But they sort of, I think they, they sort of fell in love with Ryan Garcia so much that when you do that, sometimes everything else gets clouded, you know. And the guys, Todd Grisham... Um, Sergio Mora, Chris Mannix, you know, Kate Abdo. It's, it's a great team, but they are very high on Ryan Garcia. And sometimes nothing else matters. So, you know, but I spoke to the zone guys the other day. I think one thing for sure is that us Brits, we are a hundred times more vocal in terms of what we like and what we don't like. And you know, it was running wild. I could see, oh, I don't like this commentator. And what's that bloke talking about? Chris Mannix, you know, et cetera. And that's good because we're passionate, aren't we? We, we have an opinion. I think in America, yeah, you see people comment on the commentary team, but we see it. We've seen it for years with Sky. You know, Adam Smith, Tony Bellew, Carl Frotch, this, blah, blah, blah. And not everyone's everyone's cup of tea, but from a design perspective, from a production perspective, and if you, if you see Joe Markowski, Put, an e put a tweet out today saying, give me your feedback. Yeah. They've just launched. You know, in the US, it's a bit different. But in the UK and worldwide, they've just launched. And it's going to be difficult because what's everyone's cup of tea in America isn't everyone's cup of tea in the UK. And what's everyone's cup of tea in the UK isn't everyone's cup of tea in Australia. And with this global service, it's going to be interesting to see how that runs along. You know, with a fight like Campbell Garcia, do you have more of a centric UK production rather than just switching to Gareth and Ricky Hatton, you know, do you have the team based there commentating on the fight in the UK? It's early days. It's early days, you know, and, and they'll take the feedback on. And, um, you know, but you just see a different level of interaction from the UK fans than you do for US fans because UK fans are much more passionate, in my opinion, about boxing than UK fans in, uh, US fans in general. Well, I've got to say, I mean, Boxing fans, that's probably the best one night and I would have spent in that month. That know? month. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, Canelo, <clears throat> Callum Smith, Golovkin and the, the Garcia-Campbell fight. We, we know it's not going to start one night and nine, but it was good value for the month, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody, any time that a new broadcaster appears in boxing, it's better. You know, people always talk about boxing dying. You know, boxing's not dying. There's more broadcasters than ever trying to get involved in the sport of boxing. You know, there's more UFC stars trying to cross over into boxing than ever. There's more celebrities trying to get into boxing to make money than ever. Boxing has so much more potential than the UFC because it's a sport with tremendous heritage and history. And it's a sport that transcends into so many different markets globally. But it only works if we get it right with the right fights, the right schedule, the right interaction with the fans and the viewers. And, you know, there's a long way to go, but... I think it's brilliant that there's another broadcaster in town. And by the way, there's more broadcasters going to be popping up. You know, I know a lot of people that are looking at boxing right now and saying, we want to take a run at it. So I think it's interesting times. Right. Had a few, uh, not back and forth, but we had a kind of some comments from Joshua and a response from Tyson Fury today, who I believe was out in 
Miami. It's in them comments. Uh, I think Joshua's initial thing he said, I think it was a quote from, I'm not sure if it was a Guardian, but he said he wanted to take Tyson Fury's head off his shoulders and then Fury responded that, to that today, saying that he's never taken anyone's head off anyone's shoulders. Um, yeah, just... What did you make of all that? Well, I think, you, I think that he got as close as one man could taking a head off his shoulders when he hit Klitschko with that uppercut and probably with Pulev the other night, the same. So um, I think it's hotting up nicely. I mean, the mind games have started. You know, you saw from Tyson Fury today, I saw his quote saying, Joshua has no belief in himself. He doesn't really believe he can beat me. You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, AJ's working tirelessly um, away. In, in London, actually. And I think Tyson Fury's gone to Miami to train. I think AJ will be going somewhere to train soon as well, depending on what Boris comes out with later on tonight. Well, in about five minutes, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. so um, I think everything's great. You know, there's been conversations every day for the last two weeks on that fight. As I said to you, a lot of the travelling I've been doing lately is to look at where that fight can be staged as well. Um, and as we have done for a long time, we have an agreement on that fight. You know, we we've have an agreement um, that was agreed a long time ago and nothing's changed. We are not looking to go back on that agreement. I don't believe Tyson Fury is looking to go back on that agreement. And we are in the position now of drafting paperwork to try and move forward with that fight. So... I think from a pandemic point of view, it is difficult because the world is changing every day. One minute, something's opening. One minute, something's closing. But that fight is planned for the end of May, early June, and I don't see anything getting in the way of it. Is the main stumbling block, aside obviously from the pandemic situation, is the, the main stumbling block the uh, furious situation with Deontay Wilder? Um, I mean... I don't know where that's up to. You know, I understand it's ongoing. From our point of view, as I said before, we had an agreement, you know, in principle with those guys to move forward with, you know, the two-fight deal, split agreed, everything everything agreed. If something gets in the way of that and Fury's not available to fight AJ, there's not a lot we can do about it. I don't, you know, Bob Aaron made it very clear for a long time that Tyson Fury doesn't have a contract anymore, that's expired, etc. So that's their business. From our point of view, all we can do is tell everybody, as we have done for a long time, we want that fight, we're committed to that fight, we've agreed to that fight, we've drafted contracts for that fight. So we're all moving forward at pace. I can't, we can't control Tyson Fury's problems, um, but certainly from Fury's side, I believe he wants that fight and, and we're very hopeful it will get made. Anthony Joshua has said he will fight Tyson Fury without or with the WBO title. So uh, it is what it is. If that's if you're forced to take that mandatory, he, he he will he will if we have to. But we want to fight for all the belts. We want this fight to be the undisputed fight. But we also want Tyson Fury to be next. So if we can't keep all the belts on the line for that fight. We can't keep all the belts on that line. But everybody's just got to be sensible, especially the governing bodies, and say, this is the fight of the century. This is the one of the biggest fights ever. Don't 
muck things up. You know, being undisputed is the most important thing in the sport, in my opinion. So let's just all be smart, but the fight would go ahead with no belts, but it's everybody's preference, well, especially AJ's preference, that all the belts are on the line for this fight because it's always been his dream to be undisputed. Have you spoken to Paco? Yes. Had correspondence. So what is the indication you have regarding that? And who said well, he wants the fight to be for the WBO title, you know, with Tyson Fury. Of course he does. But he also knows that, you know, in an ideal world, we would have an agreement with uh, Usyk or make Usyk happy and Alex Krasov to let the fight proceed. But we haven't, you know, once we have a signed contract, which hopefully isn't too far away, we can turn around to the WBO and say, it's up to you. You're going to let this fight go ahead or not? If they say no, then we have to speak to Usyk and try and reach an agreement. If they say yes, then Usyk will probably fight for the interim world title against Joe Joyce, which actually may end up being for the WBO title in time anyway. So the feedback you get from Aegis, uh, Alex, Usyk is that they are willing or you don't know whether they're willing to... Well, they're certainly willing because they think that there might be more money than, than there might be for stepping aside. We're not interested in paying millions of dollars to Usyk to step aside and then paying millions of dollars to the governing bodies to keep everything up. It's just, it, it gets out of control. But as I said before, people have got to be very careful because if we start vacating the belts, then the, the future of the belts and the governing bodies will start to become in doubt because they're stopping fights happening on a unified or undisputed basis. So what, uh, what do you have to do now to get this fight to a point where you think, right now, this is actually happening? What, what do you have to now, do now? I think, I, think, well, I think we're already there. You know, I mean, we've been drafting contracts. Um, it's not signed. It's not agreed. But the deal has been agreed for a long time. Um, we've, we've confirmed that in writing. Yeah, so I feel like the fight is virtually there, to be honest with you. Um, we're, we're in the final stages of everything that's got to be worked out. And as I say, there been meetings taking place on where this fight can be held, et cetera, et cetera. What country is leading the way at the moment? Or isn't there There's one? various countries. I mean, I've visited, I think, a few of them in the last few weeks and days. And I think we're in a good position. There's some wacky stuff. There's some stuff that you'd expect. And, you know, again... I know everyone wants it in the UK, but at the moment, they're not even allowing boxing. So, we've got a long way to go. You know that first fight won't happen in the UK, will it? Unlikely. Um, let, let's talk about that board decision, obviously, to, to postpone boxing in January, which obviously affected your Kelly Avenesian show. Uh, but you had a date on the last day of the month, so we don't know how quickly into February if it is February, that boxing can resume. What have you been told from the board? I mean, it doesn't affect us too much at the moment because it's one show that we can kick into February. The, the key now is I need reassurance from the board that they are going to let boxing commence or restart in February. And if they don't, then we're going to go abroad with all our shows. Because and I, I don't, this isn't a pop at their decision. I think their decision to stop boxing in January is actually so certainly morally correct as well, to be honest with you. But you have to, if elite sports are allowed to continue, which again, we'll find that, find that in a couple of minutes, I believe they are, we need to make sure that boxing continues. 
And I've got a schedule that's mouth-watering, to be honest with you, and I'm, I'm ready to announce it. And I think we'll announce it this week. And if we can't do that in the UK, we will run that schedule for UK fans from another country that we can run it with another commission. Which is not good news for the British Boxing Board of Control, but they have to make, you know, the board have to make the right decisions that they feel is in line with the doctor's decision. I don't knock that. But we can't wait till the end of January to see if boxing in February will be allowed to go ahead. You just have to make a ruling. You have to draw a line for it. And you say, okay, we're doing this to relieve, you know, the NHS, etc. I understand until the end of Jan. And whatever happens in February, we're cracking on. And if you can't give me that insurance, assurance, no problem. I will make sure we run these shows in another territory. How far would you have to go? Go anywhere you want. America, Middle East. Monaco, Isle of Sicily, Sicily, Isle of Sicily, Isle of Sicily, Gibraltar, Jersey. They're all in play. This is all these conversations that have been going on over the last couple of days. When will you make that? I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting still waiting for anybody. I'm doing my own thing, right? And I'm not letting fighters down. I'm not letting broadcasters down. I'm not letting fans down. Boxing cracks on, wherever it may be. It's happening. So unfortunately, we can't sit and wait people's decisions you give us the you go ahead or we make other plans it's just a few minutes past eight o'clock here just so you know Can I go? what's that i want to go and see boris hold on i'm just going to let you know obviously as expected boris johnson has announced a new national lockdown for england with people instructed to stay at home as they did during march's first lockdown i the sport bit on that isn't on there at the moment but yeah, that's what we expected anyway Schools are closing by the looks of it. Um, schools to close, yes. Okay. To close for most children from tomorrow and university students will be told not to return. Well, we expected Bad this. Bad times, mate. Bad times. <laughs> um, Edward, saw some comments from Amir Khan saying that he still wants to fight Kel Brook. Did you I know, man, really. I mean, I wanted him. He never wanted him. He never wanted to do the fight when there was so much money involved. Now there's a lot less money involved, but I'd still like to do the fight. I actually messaged him the other day and said, "Do you want to talk about it?" And he said, "Yeah, when he's back from Dubai, and he'll, um, we can have a chat. So um, we can uh, we can talk about it. Who knows? It's, there's listen. There's still value in the fight. It's not as big as it once was, but we'll see." Have you had any conversations with, with Kel Brook since the Crawford no. fight? Just, no. just, a, just a couple of texts. Where were your, your show that was scheduled to be on Jan 30th? Was that going to come back to Wembley? Uh, we hadn't decided yet, no. Okay. But so, I've got... Five shows ready to announce in the UK. Pending what you're allowed to do. Yeah. But I'm going to announce this week, wherever they're going to be. We're ready. What's the situation with Dillian White then? And what's the situation That's with ready. What's the situation with Povetkin? Ready. Ready to announce. What, White Povetkin? Yeah. Okay. I've got six shows ready to go, baby. Five or six, what did I say? Five. No, because there was talk that Povetkin wasn't going to be ready and you were looking at another... No, he'll be ready. He'll be ready. He'll be ready. That, 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 that date will be announced this week. Really? Yep. <laughs> mate, I've been working, mate. I've been grafting. We're ready. 
we're fucking ready. Josh Warrington to be announced? Ready to go, baby. What's your other shows? I'll tell you when you, you'll be announced. I mean, we're ready to go, mate. More world championship fights. We're ready. Told you. Okay. Well, listen. How long we had? We've had about half hour. Half hour. Yeah, that's all you get. I will say. Half good. Hour now you can stop moaning and we'll do another one next week. All right. Well, listen. Go. You're going to the airport soon anyway, aren't you? Yeah. No worries. Shutting off. Edward, going to sign some big US flights, baby. Edward, thank you very much for your time and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.